This is Fee at Vox, a podcast that brings you news from, for, and about UC Berkeley. I'm Ann Bryce. I think there's a very fine line between a distracting conductor like show conductor and useful conductor. We're at a master class. It's a session put on by Cal Performances with the Department of Music where the UC Berkeley Symphony Orchestra learns from a top musician. This time it's with Ricardo Muti, the conductor of the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. He's one of the best conductors in the world. I spoke with two students who took the class, Hallie Jo Gist and Kyle Coe. To me, from the very beginning, how he started the basses, he kind of moved his stick a little bit, and he kind of, he made a tiny movement with his chest and his shoulders, like he was going to breathe, but he didn't ever give a strict downbeat. Almost yeah, it was didn't the tiniest move. little it motion. It was ridiculous, and yeah. I've never heard the orchestra play that soft. You have 36 violins, you have nine bassists up there, that's a big orchestra, and I've never heard them play that cleanly and that softly. Co is a fourth-year music major. He's played the French horn since middle school. When he showed up to band class by accident, and the teacher found out, he had a good ear. And so that's how I started playing horn, completely by accident. Do you have to have a good ear to play the French horn? Yes. Because the French horn is such a long tube, there are a lot of harmonics, and it's very minute differences in the lips that will give you different different pitches. French horns typically sit in the back of the orchestra. He says often the farther back you are, the less you tend to pay attention. You're not supposed to say that out loud. But it makes sense. Instruments in the back, like horns, tubas, bass, they tend to play a little less, and the less you play, the more your mind might wander. He was really good at just holding everyone's attention. You could see everyone's intense focus. You could feel it on the stage. Holly Jo Gist is also a fourth-year student. When she was growing up, her dad was an elementary school teacher. He taught an early morning band class before the school day began. And Gist would join her dad each morning. Instead of just having me sit there, he would just have me play with all the instruments. And so I would just, like, rotate every day of the week. It was, like, a different instrument that morning, and so I would just play with all of them. She decided she wanted to play either the trumpet or the flute. And eventually she chose the flute, which she's been playing now for eight years. It's the comfiest. It feels, like, good under my fingers. Although Gist is majoring in economics and is on the pre-med track, she plans to continue playing the flute in some way or another. It's a part of my identity. I mean, I worked on it so hard for so long, and, like, I don't know, it would just be weird to, like, not be a flute player anymore, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's part of it. And also, it's just so fun. I love playing in orchestras, and I love, like, meeting other musicians. And Co, he plans to play the horn professionally. His dream is to play in Berlin, but he says he's flexible on the path his career takes. For now, it's just play well and get your sound out there and go out and play. And we'll see what happens after that. Both students have attended several master classes. They say it's a great way to stay nimble and to grow as musicians. You learn that there are new ways of doing things that you've never thought about before. 
And that's always a good thing to have in your palette of things to think about as a musician. The next masterclass will be held Saturday, October 21st with pianist Ollie Mastonen. All masterclasses are open to the public. For Berkeley News, I'm Ann Bryce.